0: It is the Welcome to Cooperville podcast slash live stream slash episode number 74. 74 conversations with almost 74 different people. I, I've, I mentioned this on the last podcast. Uh, we, we had at that point had just eclipsed 11,000 downloads. I think we're closing in on, uh, on 12 right now. So thank you to everybody who keeps on supporting the show and listening and downloading Remember those, uh, those comments and those ratings and all the podcast platforms. Uh, those are fantastic. Uh, for all of those who are, uh, checking us out on the live streams, we are on uh, Facebook, we are on YouTube and we are on Twitch. Uh, for those on Twitch, make sure you uh, hit the, uh, the follow button so you get updates every time that we, uh, we get on here do have to say before we bring on my buddy Steve Stone uh big thanks to my friends at Midwest Meals and midwestmeals.com we really during all of the pandemic stuff and uh, the chaos that has been 2020 and the chaos that has been 2021 it, it really like everybody thought it was going to end after the new year and guess what it's still here but um, midwest meals has definitely been uh you know that that one reliable part i don't have to do any meal prep I go on Mondays, I pick up my meals for the week, uh, 13 different meals to choose from. They're always updating, and you have all the information on that packaging. You know what you're putting in your body as far as calories go, uh, your, your fat count, your proteins, your carbs, the macro stuff, the things that you need to know uh, because, believe it or not, being healthy during all this is, uh, is a major, major benefit. So to know what's going in uh, and know what you can put out is, is, is good stuff. And Dan Beck, uh, fantastic young entrepreneur doing his thing at Midwest Meals. And you know this, 10% off your first order at MidwestMeals.com with the promo code COOPER. Uh, and they do ship nationwide. So n- no matter where you are in the continental United States, they will ship your food to you and you can enjoy uh, Midwest Meals. Hashtag MidwestFitFam. And of course, uh, my friends at Monster Energy and their new Hydro Super Sports, the Blue Streak and the Red Dog, uh, all the good stuff to keep you energized and going as um, you still got to keep busy. If you if you're still if you're still taking advantage of 10, 10 months and fifteen days to flatten the curve, and you're still on the couch, it's it, it time to get up and get some stuff done. And those two energy drinks will do that for you. Super hydration, branched chain amino acids, two hundred grams of caffeine, and uh, you know vitamin B three, vitamin B six, the good stuff for you. That's that new Super Sport from Monster Hydro hashtag Monster Podcast. The first time I ever heard this man's voice was the first time I ever stepped foot inside. I shouldn't say the first time. I think when I was like a, a, a wee lad, my aunt owned a restaurant, and I had to go into some like back room of a radio station, and we the, all the grandkids uh, sang the jingle for her restaurant, Annie's Restaurant, on Water Street in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, like like when I was knee-high to a grasshopper, probably my kid's age, probably like 11, 12, somewhere in there. So that was the first time. But the first time I was actually in a radio studio, and I and I heard a voice, the voice, over the over the airwaves, and I actually got to go into a production studio with uh, with with my friend Josh Quinn back at WMad uh, back when it was Mad Radio uh, in uh, in Madison, Wisconsin, and I heard Steve Stone's voice, and I got to see uh, really the back end of of. You know what goes into taking what Steve does, and Steve does it better than anybody. I've I've dealt with voice guys for for 20 years when I was in radio. Voice guys, voice gals, nobody does it like like Steve Stone does. And and to see how the magic happens, how it goes from uh, a script to what Steve then reads off. These are they're two different things, and the magic usually comes in the stuff that's not scripted. But Steve Stone is here. He's my guest on episode 74. And also the voice of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast, my friend. How are you doing?
1: Good, man. Good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that. I, I can't believe, I can't believe that's when we connected because I just uh, before the new year, I chatted with Josh, and he he has retired from radio mm-hmm. in
0: yeah. the new
1: year. And I was like, wow, I really am old now. <laughs> <laughs> the little kids are all retiring now. It's
0: time. So yeah. <laughs> But, but you, you got the, you got the good gig though. You don't have to worry about, you know, going into this, you know, going in and to work in the studio, you got your, you got your setup right at your house and you've been doing this for, is, has it been, has it been three decades yet? Or is it, are you closing in? Do we have like a.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been in broadcasting for, yeah. for 30 years, but, but um, on my own freelance full-time for almost 20. And uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. You know, we were, before we jumped on, we were talking about the isolation of the pandemic I'm kind of used to being by myself, you know, working, uh, you know, uh, anonymously for, for all these years. So the, the pandemic hasn't really changed too much of my day. Um, It's just made me realize, like, I have to kind of talk people off the ledge a little bit, (laughs) people who aren't used to it. And you just realize how of a seismic shift it's been with you know, not doing what you normally do. I mean, I think my social life now revolves around maybe going to the grocery store, you know, like at 10 o'clock at night, once or twice a week. That's my social life. That's it. Or that, either that or, you know, taking my kids to Taekwondo. That's it. And that, I got nothing else going on. Do you, I got nothing else going on. Do you
0: have a crew now? Is there like the, the like the Tuesday 10 o'clock crew that goes to the same grocery store and you're like, hey, you're like, do you have like a, the same people? Be, no, it's, your it's, it's
1: I, I just know that my wife always laughs because it's like, I know the che- I know the checkers at the grocery store more than friends anymore. It's sort of <laughs> like, as you see them, you know, in person, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting, you know, it's, it's a very, and thank you for the compliments, by the way. That's very nice. Um, uh, I'm really fortunate to do what I do. you know, I got into, broadcasting when I was a teenager, I was 19. And, uh, you know, I I was on the air as a DJ for a while and I I really, I wasn't very good at that. You know, that Mm. wasn't my strong suit. Um, I'd I'd much rather be in the, you know, in the back production studio, you know, doing commercials or, you know, doing audio and stuff. So it was kind of different because most of the people I jumped into the business with, didn't want to do production to them. That was just a, you know, that was just a, um, in the way they wanted to be on the air and be personalities Where Mm -hmm. for me. I'd rather, I was more like, I'm fine being behind the scenes. I'm not, you know, this, you know, I don't have that or back then I didn't feel like I had that kind of personality. So I'm glad that early on, I kind of figured that out. So, um, I've been very, very fortunate. It's, it's, uh, it's a pretty, pretty crazy job, you know, it's, and to do it kind of anonymously because people don't really know what I do. Uh, A lot of times when people ask what I do, I kind of just have fun and say I'm an exotic dancer (laughs) because I just, you know, I don't like to go through the whole like ramble, you know, but also the other fact too, is that my kids have, have grown up with me being at home a lot. Mm -hmm. And what I do is not something that's so unique to them, which is great. You know, so like at the end of the day, they don't care what I did. They want to talk about, their stuff, which is great. Cause I don't want to talk about my stuff. Right. I always feel like it's, it's a great equalizer. Um, you know, it's like, I, I go upstairs and the day is done. And it's, it's like, Oh, that's nice. Garbage needs taken out. You know, <laughs> it's like, okay.
0: <laughs> right. Just cutting promos here for Fox grounded. sports. Uh, I'll be fine. I'm just going to go and grab the garbage and maybe do a dish yeah. or two. That's, this that's is fine. I like that. Yeah. I think the coolest thing, and this is like total, like, I want to say radio geek thing, but, and I've done this with a lot of, uh, voice talent that I've worked with in in, in radio and and you being the, in the first one and and probably the one that's, uh, is, is more, I hear your voice everywhere. And, but it's one of those things because it was my first radio gig, you know, 1999, 99 in Madison. Um, and as, as it progressed though, as I moved away from Madison, I kind of came back home got back into radio. Like, it's one of those things where if I hear a voice that I, I like that I've heard in a production studio that I've seen, you know, the, the MP3 or the wave file of, you know, like my head will jerk around like, Oh yeah. Hey, Oh my God. Like Steve, like the first time I heard you on, you know, watching brewer games and hear you cutting for, you know, Fox sports, Wisconsin, or here on CNN, I'm like, you know, <laughs> but it's, but you're, but it's such an incognito thing. Like you are the most behind the scenes of, you know, I mean, even the guys in the uh, that are in the produ- in the studio with whomever host on whatever show, you know, sometimes the camera will pan around and they get like a wide angle, you know, of the of the crew in the back. And, you know, they get to wave and it's like, oh, it's Dave's anniversary today. And they they say hi to Dave, who's, you know, running camera three. But the voice guy, you know, he just he just lives in like this world and. But every time I hear your voice or any of the voice, you know, voiceover people I've worked with in in my radio career, it's always that weird geeky like. Good for them! Like they're they're cutting that for you know when we go on a road trip or something and hear you on a different radio station. I'm like hey, it's it's Steve Stone. People are like, huh? Like, yeah, you know, never mind. You're not. Really <laughs>
1: yeah. understand. it's it's. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's uh, uh, you know, I'm also um, I geek out a lot of times too. Um, not so much anymore because I. Last year, I haven't really, you know, taken road trips or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, done any traveling, but uh, I love going to other cities and listening to the radio or watching the TV and picking out who the voices are, Mm because a lot of them I know, um, uh, or if if I'm lucky, it's a a market that I'm in, so I get a chance to actually, like, watch or listen, you know, in real time. Um, It is a really strange, it's a disconnected... um, experience, but it's, but it's also, um, in some ways it's kind of like being, um, like being Superman in some ways where, you know, you turn it on when you need it and then you, know, you put your glasses back on and you, you put your tie back on and it's like, everything's normal. Right. Nobody makes a big deal. I like that. I like the anonymity of it. Um, because, uh, to me, it's sort of, uh, I think just keeps me, keeps me focused on the fact that uh i am very lucky to do what what i do and it's not it's not what defines me as a person it's 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 what i do for a living and i'm very very lucky but Mm -hmm. um you know i i think that one of the things that people don't understand sometimes is that it's such a it's such a, it's a crap, it's a crapshoot world. Right. Uh, I mean, honestly, having a career is, is improbable most of the time when it comes to a creative vocation, mm. uh, you know, music, um, arts, theater, you know, those things are difficult. So to be able to have a career with anything that's creative or performing or whatever, uh, is a win. And so I'm very, very grateful that, uh, that I've had, uh, you know, a sustained career, longtime clients, and people like you who, who remember, or, or we, you know, we stay connected, and we, we cheer each other on with new different ventures as life changes, because, uh, um, you know, there's been so many changes in broadcasting the last, ever since, you know, I got into it, it was changing when I got into it. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, um, over the last few years, it's gotten even, even more different with, you uh, the economy, and then with the pandemic, so I'm I'm very fortunate to be able to do it, you know, for a living.
0: Yeah, radio is always, uh, you know, it was my first, my first love, my first passion. but I, I not even. It was weird, like I was DJing weddings and stuff in high school, and uh, so instead of like being at the dance, I was like DJing, you know, for for a company, you know, DJing this stuff. Ended up when I moved to Madison, uh, fresh out of high school. With no clue what I wanted to do with my life, I was like, "Oh, you can come out and you know do some mobile DJ stuff." You know, pay wasn't bad. It was Madison, Wisconsin, which isn't the worst place on planet Earth to be, um, especially when college is in session. But um, <laughs> you know, my my office uh, down there, because I was managing the mobile DJ uh, company, which is tied into the radio station, was in the same building as um, as as WMad Mad Radio. Um, and like Z104 and you know a bunch of other great stations down in, in Madison and you know I just remember like meeting the staff, you know meeting Quinn, meeting Zach and Wendy um, and Amy and just uh, Pat Frawley who was my first program director down there and just going like, man, these fucking people are so talented. I mean they are I mean it it really when it, it, when my first venture into radio was like, wow, this is like these people are, Extreme talent. I mean, yeah, we're, you know, it's market 99. So you are going to have a, a really good set of on air talent. But I'm like, God, these guys are just they're so good at what they do. They really are in tune with their, you know, their their attitude matches the format. Then I got to meet some of the, the Z104 guys, you know, the top 40 guys. I'm like, wow, they're really super excited and really <laughs> into their music. <laughs> like, why, why are they always yelling at people? I don't understand. Okay, I get it. Like it's totally cool. Like there's really Z104 is. I'm like, Ooh, man. Yeah. Like, but you know, it was really cool to see. You know, and that being my first venture in radio, and it ended up working like the crap shift, like you know, midnight to six Friday night and Saturday night. So, great town to live in, except when you're, you know, you're working sure. during the most uh, opportune times in uh, in Madison. But, you know, what I noticed in radio. And, and, and some of this, too, in, in moving from, you know, part-time weekend DJ into, like, full-time guy into, you know, promotions into, into programming into, like, basically managing the whole station is that, like, when technology started to really ramp up and you didn't have to have people in the studio and you could voice track your show, I mean, the the, the real super passionate people in radio They kind of got swept up and they ended up in in some major markets, but then ended up voice tracking on, you know, 20 stations throughout the country. And what I noticed when I got into management is the cream of the crop voice talent, guys like you, it it was, there was a handful that were at the top and I would, you know, put you at at the top of that list. The drop-off though was substantial, you know, and it really came down to what your station's budget was. Because I remember every time I, you know, we, I flipped a couple of stations from, uh, you know, from a classic rock to an active rock. And I was like, we got to get Stone. I don't care what we, and it was like, uh, and they're like, well, here's our budget. I'm like, I'm not going to insult the man. <laughs> I will not bring this to his table. I mean, I am his friend. I'm not going to be like, hey, so buddy. But it, was, <laughs> it, but it was, and I saw that in radio too, like the 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 really talented people. Um, uh, move to the top. It's like you know, cream rises to the top. They all rose to the top, and the rest, it really started to dwindle down because it, it seemed like something that nobody really wanted to do anymore. Because it it became less about having fun and going out and doing events and and taking phone calls and being interactive. It was just it got to be really kind of sad towards the end of my career because we just. You couldn't bring in new talent. We used to have the talent roster of part-time individuals. I mean, we had the when I first got back to to uh, to this area after Madison, I was doing full-time afternoons and imaging, and we had like ten part-timers live on the weekends, and every single one of those ten was trying to make that cut, trying to be like, okay. When so-and-so moves on or when so-and-so, you know, moves up to do the morning show or the morning show guy or the team leaves and this guy, the afternoon guy usually does mornings, that staff was just hungry. And they wanted to go and they wanted to be, you know, the next, you know, big talent in the area. And when I left 20 years after, you know, well, 19 years after being back up here, there's one person in a building full of six radio stations on the weekend, and that person is just there to make sure that nothing breaks.
1: Well, and- you know, it's. Um, I was having a conversation with uh, uh, somebody a while back about there has been uh, a void, a generational void in radio mm-hmm. um, where when I first got under radio, and just like you, there was a a system of, of talent, working up like you always knew that you started off doing the the graveyard shift you know and then you work your way up doing fill-in and then maybe you did nights maybe you got promoted to afternoons I mean, there was a uh, a system a, a, you know a, um, a, a process of matriculation before right. you know before you that you could see that you you know you could work towards something and I think with the way radio has changed there's been so much cutback across the board that there's actually, like I said, there's been a generational void Mm. between when I got into the business and learned from people and started moving up to a generation or two behind me that didn't have that. Mm. And now you have young people who may be working, um, like you're saying, you know, responsible for five or six stations. And they didn't learn from somebody. They learned sort of kind of, you know, trial by fire. Mm. Or when it comes to uh, broadcasting, you know, they learn from from uh, social media, yeah. from from YouTubers, you know, and and uh, which is fine. I mean, and there these people are incredibly talented, but there is a difference between you know learning from social media and hands-on that I learned, and I think that that maybe that's just the way I responded to experience and 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 learning was i i felt that that was so critical hands-on to to to, you know i learned more by by watching and being a sponge um than than i could have ever you know um you know learned by going to a class or something in my opinion when i first got into the business because there was this there was a path you could see if you had desire to, to move on to, 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 you know, to, uh, to get to a higher, higher, um, market or, 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 you know, job or place that unfortunately, like I said, has been, has, has skipped. And I don't know if that's something that can ever kind of come back right. it, because it is, it is such a big void. Um, and so what I like to do with anybody that I work with, um, and, you know, I'm really, like I said, I'm fortunate to have a lot of clients mm. and a lot of them are, are very young. And so, you know, anytime that I can help beyond just what I do with, you know, sending my, my voice tracks is, uh, any sort of real world tips, any, any sort of, you know, like, Hey, give, you know, look at this, give this a shot. Uh, it makes me feel better, like, like, um, in some small way that, that, uh, you know, I'm doing my, my part to try to bridge that um, because there's so many just really great, energetic young people who don't have direction mm. because there is no, like I said, there's no clear path anymore. There's no, um, you know what I'm saying, as far as like in sports. Right. Yeah. You go to high school, college, and then you get into the minors, and there's a there's a path mm-hmm. and it's, it's very obvious. Now there really isn't. And so, uh, um, I don't know what the answer is to that, but I definitely want to help people. I, you know, whatever I can do, um, if, with advice or experience, uh, because I'm learning from them as much as they hopefully will learn from me. You know, my, my, my children are, um, you know, my oldest son is, is 22 and then, uh, my middle son is 18 and my daughter is 17. And, if you blink, you realize how quickly you don't understand how they communicate.
0: Right.
1: I mean, it's it's amazing. So um, I just think it's important to, for to, to keep connected, both both ways. Um, and uh, you know, we 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 all have something to, to something to contribute. And uh, um, yeah, it's it's a strange world. I you know, I even yeah. told my kids the other day regarding the the pandemic i have no reference for them i can't tell them well this happened you know i know what this is like is this happened when i was a kid this hasn't this didn't happen when i was a kid right you know how do you explain to your kids um school shootings that didn't happen when i was a kid right you know how do you explain um just the craziness it's difficult it's a very difficult situation now so yeah
0: yeah i mean i found that you know as a parent myself you know, trying to uh, trying to parent as I was parented, but then I I can't remember it was a comic or somebody. No, I don't think it was a comic. It's probably some audio book I was reading. But it was like when, when you were a kid, you you kind of fought against how your parents were raising you. You know, you you tested the tested the limits. You, you know, kind of you stayed out past curfew, you know, after it was dark out, like when the light comes on, oh, I better get back home. You know, but there was such more of a sense of freedom, I think, for me growing up. And I'm sure the same for you, you know, where it was like, yeah, go and run amok somewhere where where stay in the neighborhood. Don't go past 4th Street, you know, on your bike, in the woods, in the dark, oh, lights on, no cell phones, no. Social media, no, no, nothing. And I, I feel like now it's, it's almost equal learning. Like you were talking about learning from your kids. It's the same thing. Like, you know, my almost 11 year old knew about clubhouse before I did. <laughs> He's like, dad, I'm trying to get on clubhouse. The way it is.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm trying to get on clubhouse. Nobody will invite me. I'm like, like, uh, you know, clubhouse, the same thing. Like, like, okay. It's Mickey Mouse. Uh, or somebody's got a, a, a fort in a tree. Uh, oh, this is a this is a new social media thing, which which I want to uh, talk to you about. You know, as we yeah. progress through here, but I think they are so much more global than oh, yeah. we were, and they can see. You know, to kind of to bring this back around into into a radio media thing. My kid grew up with me in radio. He's met more rock stars, more people of of him. You know. I guess, fame and importance in the music industry and, and talented radio people, you know, syndicated radio show hosts. He's met them all. He gives two shits. He doesn't care. He's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I met Lizzie Hale, you know, from Halestorm. I'm like, do you know how many men on planet earth are like jealous of you at, at nine years old, you get to hang out with Lizzie and, you know, sure. it, so, but it did so like, yeah, but I can also go and be a YouTube star I could, You know, if I wanted to start, because he knows that I'm in the podcast, like it's, you know, I I think I should start my own podcast. I'm like, it might not be a bad idea. You know, they have, there's so many more avenues for, I think, you know, the really super talented younger generation of people who maybe get into radio and and maybe get a little bit disenfranchised with it just because they're like, I want to talk and interview people and have conversation and do fun stuff. I don't want to do paperwork I don't want to do, uh, you know, budgets. I just want to like. But now that there's all these avenues, you know, and we'll talk a little bit about technology because I know I'm and I'm sure over the course of, of your 20 years in doing what you do, your technology has changed the way you get from point A to point B to, to your clients has changed. But for this generation, the generation that you mentioned, that's kind of been, that we've hopped over, in 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 broadcast media, that's because they can if they want to start their own radio station they can do it. You know, they mm-hmm. may not be able to, you know, play the hits, but that's really not what they want to do. They want to, the, the undiscovered artist, you know, that makes it big. I mean, the number one song from 2019 was discovered on TikTok. It was Old Town yep. Road. Yep. And half the music that, that, you know, I discovered after getting out of rock radio, I heard six months before it was ever on the radio because my kid was like on TikTok. And I'm like, can we not play 15 seconds of the same song over and over and over again, and then six yep. months later, here it is, the number one song on the radio. So I think that the landscape is just—I mean, they they open up their phone or they open up their tablet or their laptop, and they go, "Why do I want to be on the radio in in a this market of hundred thousand people when I can go online and eventually build an audience of you know hundreds of thousands of people?"
1: There are definitely a lot more platforms now. I mean, <clears throat> my um, my daughter. Our, our youngest who's 17 <clears throat> she's really tuned into like indie mm-hmm. music uh, and so is my middle son and my older son is actually in, in, you know he's a musician he's in a band he's he's toured before and so I mean everybody seems to be really kind of creatively focused in some way but she's so good at curating playlists mm-hmm. and I told her a while back I said you know there's jobs there's music curators working at companies that like, what are they in charge? Well, they make the playlist for the building. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, like it's amazing what what these things, what, you know, what the skills uh, can, can, can get you now. Um, the other thing too is because there are more platforms, even though there's more choices uh, for people to jump into things, it doesn't necessarily mean that they should. You know, mm. it's sort of like once you become an adult, you know, like, let's say once you become 18, you know, you can vote and you should vote, by the way, once you become 21, you can drink, but you don't have to. Mm. There's the, all these, there's that balance. I, I can do this if I'd like to, you know, uh, but it's, it's a really difficult um, environment. I, I, I don't know how people emotionally, emotionally, can, can sort of disconnect from the ups and downs of social media. I mean, one day you're, you know, everybody's favorite the next day, nobody likes you and it's, it can be nothing. It's just the ebb and flow. And so you kind of have to have, and again, this is just in general, in any sort of creative media uh, you have to have a thick skin. You have to understand that people's choices most of the time are very arbitrary.
0: Mm.
1: You know, like I like pizza. Well, we've only got in our area, you know, three or four choices. So every Friday when we get pizza, it's kind of like, all right, what am I sick of? what What am mm. I sick of the least?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think a lot of times we have to understand that people's choices sometimes come down to that. It's not a it's not a um, it's not a, a clear cut you know, winner, loser, it's, it's really, um, how am I feeling right now? Right. You know, like, you know, I like cars. I'd love to have, I'd love to have a Tesla, Mm -hmm. but I'm not stupid enough to spend a hundred thousand dollars on a car. (laughs) Right. But, but it's sort of, you know, that's kind of a constant, um, that constant battle. It's like, what do you want or what do you need? And a lot of times, I think if we just sit back uh, and look about, look at things emotionally, um, a lot of the things that we think we want maybe aren't what we need. Right. Um, I don't know. You know, social media—it's—it's it's like a, it's a love-hate. I, I enjoy, you know, staying connected with friends. I love seeing pictures of people's kids and pets and stupid videos, and you know, I love that stuff. But then I also don't like. Um, I also don't like uh, how everything always has to be a fight. Anything, yeah. Yeah. you know, we're talking about music, food, sports, whatever. Um, that's what bothers me. It's like I don't want to engage in that way with 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 everybody every day. Mm. I just want to I want to put a funny cat video up and just laugh and <laughs> walk away, you know, because. Yeah. I may be I may be older now, but I mean mentally I'm still thirteen. You know, my maturity level is somewhere between SpongeBob and Borat. <laughs> and that's you know. So but I always thought social media for me was, you know, I want to get a laugh out of something. I don't want things to be so damn serious all the time, man. But
0: yeah, uh, I mean who it's, knows? It's um having been, you know, and we both have done this, we both, you know, been around long enough to have moved from a world where social media didn't exist. Maybe MySpace. MySpace. My, my you, 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 me, <laughs> you, me, and Tom were friends on on MySpace, and it was kind of this weird thing. And there were stickers, and you had your had a theme song, and you know the the, <laughs> the the code was all crap, and it was like, oh, I'm gonna put a new background on, it. it was all be all, and it was that that was just in its infancy. So we got to <clears throat> excuse me, kind of experience. This, this rapid growth of these platforms and and what it's what it's really done is it's made i don't want to say being being famous famous but it's it's given everybody kind of this free pass to not only say whatever they want to whomever they want you know the keyboard warrior thing because um, everybody's fearless when they're behind their their computer sure but it's also and i and i picked up on a lot of this during uh during COVID is a lot of people sought to find this this new opportunity on social media, whether that was starting a podcast perhaps, or whether it was just I'm gonna do a bunch of live videos. And it's the frailty of the human mind, you know, can be you can really think what you're doing is great. You can really have a a, you know a, a really good sense of self and be comfortable going on there. But the dangerous part of that is if you do have an off day or you have content, I don't want to, to say, not even necessarily questionable, because it doesn't matter these days. People will just pick a fight because they got nothing else going on. Sure. But a lot of people try to to jump into Instagram and Facebook and, and YouTube and, and become like, this is going to be my thing. Now I have this time. I'm going to be, uh, you know, everybody and their mother became a personal trainer, apparently. In like the first six months. I'm like, the only reason I post myself running is so that if I don't do it, I'm like, God should have ran yesterday. you know, for me, it's more of a self-actualization thing. People are like, hey, uh, good for you. I'm like, thanks, but it's it's this is more so I can call myself out on it. but everybody became a personal trainer, everybody became a critic. Uh, and then you started to see the backlash of all that because again, like you said, you can do it. Not everybody should do it.
1: Well, you know, I, I, um, my wife and I talk about this all the time. She is an expert at what she does. She's an exercise physiologist mm. and, uh, she is an expert at what she does. And when she gives advice, it is legitimate, mm. it's educated, it's experienced, it's, you know, medically sound, it's everything that you hope. An exercise physiologist is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's got 30 years experience, and it frustrates her sometimes because she'll see on social media, like you're saying, somebody decided to stop eating carbs, and all of a sudden they, you know, they had some tremendous weight loss, and now you can do the same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, but there's nothing behind it except for you know, this, this one, uh, one thing uh, I'm very fortunate to be a working voiceover artist. Mm. I'm not a guru. I'm not a master. I'm not an expert. I'm not a, um, um you know, whatever superlative people use. I'm just a guy. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay busy. I'm trying to work. And I just want to be helpful so if that is in some way um you know uh some sort of you know there's some sort of a title for that i don't know i just I, i'd rather just in fact i just was uh, emailing a colleague earlier today you know we're all we're, we're all hustling for work mm. but i'd rather i'd rather lose uh because of kindness. Than gain because of greed i'm not uh, you know i'm not somebody who is i'm not motivated by uh by the dollars mm-hmm. uh i'm motivated really by the creative challenge of work to me that is what's most exciting if somebody comes to me and says this is what i have and this is a vision i have for this script you know i love that challenge of let's see if we can give them what they want um that's where I feel I'm at my best. Mm. Uh, is you know, uh, in uh, doing the work in the thick of it, not talking about doing the work or not, not um, hustling to try to get the work. Which, because again, when you're when you're you know self-employed, when you're you know independent, uh, uh, I mean, I'm very fortunate. I've got really great agents mm. who who send me wonderful opportunities and and uh, auditions and. But, you know, um, it's still a very um, competitive thing. And even now with COVID, people are at home now. So you have people who are very much um, trying to figure out what they can do um, with their time. And so give it a shot. Go for it, try it. Right. I mean, I, I'm I'm never somebody who who poo-poos people's ideas. Hmm. Um, because I've got some, you know, I've had some pretty crazy creative ideas, and um I loved the fact that I was able to try them. Yeah. some of them didn't work out, some of them did. And and so I just think uh there's so much uh uncertainty uh that you just gotta try, you gotta kind of jump into what what gets you excited? What motivates you? I, mean, I know how much um, you're really into um, um, running. Mm. Uh, that's been, a, you know, I, I see a lot of the videos you, you put up, which is beautiful, especially when you you run early morning and the sun's rising. Um, you know, that's, that's something that you need to do that means something to you. Mm. And that's just for you. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously you share it on social media, but, that's something else too I think that what happens is because we talked about this you know just because you can you shouldn't when I hate this phrase when I was young <laughs> um, you know we didn't post everything online we, there was no online. you know if you if you had a journal or a diary, that's where you kind of wrote your thoughts and feelings or secrets mm. um, and that's missing that that privacy you know, I love going to concerts. I'm not sitting there taking 50 photos at the shows. I want to enjoy the shows. And so you see people that go to these shows and, and that's all they're doing is with their phone. They're, you know, they're videoing every song or they're taking photos or taking selfies. And to me, it's sort of like, well, how much did you pay for these tickets to do this? It's sort of like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and I've been fortunate to see some really great shows and, I wanted to go to those for the experience and not for the photo. I want the experience to live here and here. It's for me. Right. It's something that I that nobody else can experience that that's just for me. Uh that means something to me. There's memories I have <clears throat> when I was younger. There're no photos of it. There's no video. It's just something that I experienced that that is in me that is private and is um something special i think that that's the balance do we want to share everything i don't Mm because honestly most of my uh life away from broadcasting is pretty plain jane you know it's Mm -hmm. pretty boring right so i mean that's the way i look at it so
0: and let's be honest a lot of the times, those photos that people are taking with their phones at a concert, the quality sucks. I mean, like, <laughs> like it's a blurry picture, and you're like, you know, like, you know, living my best life. hashtag Blast. And you're like, yeah. what? I don't, I, I don't. Just, like, leave it to the professionals. Like, there's there, usually there's a camera guy at the concert. You can look up his stuff. And I get do the, have the a quality. confession, though.
1: I went to go see the Foo Fighters Ooh. years ago. Mm-hmm it was like a last minute thing. And I was uh, sitting side side of the stage. Uh, um, they just opened up some seats to the arena. Mm-hmm. And uh, I definitely was taking tons of photos as Dave came to that side of the stage. Oh, yeah. Cause he's my favorite. So I definitely did that, but I didn't post them all. You know, <laughs> I was like, I was just <laughs> like, Oh, that's so cool. I showed my wife, I go Look, check out this shot. You know, Dave's hair is flying up and you know, it's blurry as all hell. But I right. was like, that's so cool. Yeah. I was like 10 feet away from Dave, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, and he's one of the greatest. I mean, as, as far as talent and, and showman, I mean, dude broke his leg and like was out the next day with the, with the, the chair, with the big guy, like uh, the King's chair. Oh <laughs> he's yeah. It's like that dude. He's just, he's so boss, but no, I, I just,
1: I just saw um, a client of mine just commented and uh, <laughs> Dave uh, he's in. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's in, in my Oak town.
0: There. He's in Eau Claire. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and uh, um, <laughs> I don't challenge you enough with my copy. <laughs>
0: You don't have to. That's the whole thing. The, the, my, this is my favorite part about. And you said you're not, you know, an expert. All the superlatives that you said that you're not. But well, that's. But here,
1: self-proclaimed. You know.
0: Okay. Well, I'll I'll do the proclaiming for you then. Script, gets sent to Steve Stone and if i write it you know there's i mean dave's a great writer uh you know a, a lot of your clients that you work with especially on the radio aspect i'm sure there's some super creative people oh yeah but the best things that come back when you get that audio back from steve stone is the random shit that gets spewed out in the middle i don't know <laughs> like what what happens like i'll send him like five lines and i get back like 12 minutes of audio and I don't even use the 12 th- lines that I wrote. I'm like, I, I don't know where he, he went into some, some place my mind has never discovered before. It's, well, it's, it's funny. Like, I, um,
1: you know, a lot of the things that I do, uh, I have terrible attention issues. <laughs> you know, I'm the classic ADD and, and mm. I don't, have, I don't have the hyperactivity. I just have the focus, you know, the, mm. the, the easily distracted. Um, and so because in radio, a lot of copy is similar for, um, you know, similar formats. A lot of the things I do is to kind of break up not sounding the same. I Sometimes I feel like, oh, hang on, this is, I'm starting to kind of get into auto mode, mm-hmm. you know? So I just, it's sort of like the distraction. It's like, oh, look, a, a red ball, you know? <laughs> or uh, I, uh, it helps me kind of re-kick back into the performance, uh, of, of, of stuff. Um, yeah. And I, I have clients who a lot of times, like if I have a really terrible outtake, like, you know, um, I'm cursing something happened, like, you know, the computer froze or whatever Mm. I'll edit that out because it's sort of like, they don't need that. They don't (laughs) need that. But you know, like if, if the dog's barking or, you know, you can hear, you know, um, smoke alarm go off or something. I mean, those things, you know, and then there's definitely a lot of bodily noises, a lot of snorts, a lot of burps. Um, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I always say like, you know, I, I don't charge for the scripts, but I charge for the outtakes, you know,
0: <laughs> that's, that's where the magic is. It's not what they <laughs> write. It's what you, what you come up with. I got some, uh, another question I want to throw up here. Um, what do you think about the uh, the rise of audiobooks uh, as far as a, a voiceover artist? That's really become. I mean, with Audible yeah, and, huge. and a bunch of other platforms, you know, the audiobook, which, which, you know, for me and I, I that's really my jam. I just I can put an audiobook you know, when I'm running or when I'm doing other stuff, and I can still kind of absorb that thing. I, I I gotta be honest, I don't feel like I quite get the full. Like I'll listen to an audiobook, and if it's something that I'm like damn, I missed a lot of really good things in there. I'll buy the book and sure. read it. But there's something about when the author reads the book that I'm a huge fan of, but there are some authors that are like, that's why that guy writes. Yeah. That's why that guy should stick to writing. And you do have to have some some talent in there to uh, to really get the there, story across.
1: There's a huge um, uh, market for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not something that I focus on. I do know people that, that focus on audiobooks and – they're incredible there is got to be there is a uh, a patience and a precision to to being an audiobook narrator because when you start recording an audiobook your timber your tone your pacing gets in a rhythm so when you jump back in to record the next chapter or jump in and pick up where you left off it has to match mm. so you have to have a lot of discipline a lot of control uh it's very sp- very specialized and uh i definitely um uh there are a lot of really good uh, audiobook narrators there's also people that uh just have that great storytelling voice mm. where it may not be the big booming voice but they're able to be comfortable in reading someone else's words mm. um so, yeah I mean it's it's definitely uh, a, a big specialty and and if you can if you can um, make inroads on in that that's a very uh, very cool genre for sure
0: I feel like I'd have to read the book like five six ten times before I would really be able to get the feel you know what I mean like and, and I'm not sure how you when you get a script um, especially like a promo script or something that's you know not you know here's here's a one sheet, here's one page with a bunch of individual lines in it, but like a, a promo, something that has to have a feel to it um, and a certain tone to it with a with an entire book. And obviously, well, you know, it's obviously going to depend on, okay, are we talking fiction, nonfiction? Do we need to sound like factual? Are we, yeah. you know, more, you know, telling of a story and have a flow to it? But man, I'd, I'd have to read that book a dozen times before I'd be like, okay, I, I think I finally understand how, how someone would narrate this. I couldn't do, I don't think I could do it myself, but just really have to have a, a deep understanding of the book and really try to get into the author's head, uh, on, on how to.
1: Yeah. Get, I mean, you know, it uh, again, it's, it's a very, uh, what's Liam Neeson say? A very particular set of skills. <laughs> um, I think that's why I do well with, um, promo and radio imaging because it's short. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, um, I think that I, I think I, I can do pretty well when it's 30 seconds or less beyond, you know, more than that. I'm really pushing my luck <laughs> on on, you know, so just my personality matches well with, with what I specialize in. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I do know of some audiobook narrators and it's definitely it's definitely a, a um a skill that is um, coveted. It's not something that everybody can do. Uh, I know somebody who, um, he actually lives in my general area. Uh, and I believe a long time ago, he told me that he narrated the Bible. Wow. And I thought, wow, that is amazing. You know, like that probably took a long time. And that's that must be an incredible challenge. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely, um, it's definitely a genre that people, people specialize in for sure. That's crazy though.
0: And and you've had a chance to, uh, to really do some amazing work, you know, with not only the the radio stations that you've worked with, but I mean, you know, I I know you did some work with CNN and, you know, Larry King, uh, who who just passed recently. Um, Do you get, I mean, from your from your seat, obviously you can work from your home. I know that you've done stuff on the road. I've, I've seen some pictures that you posted of, you know, when you get like a new piece of equipment, that's this big. Like I'm just going to record everything on this little device. You know, I'm like, wow! Again, totally geek stuff. But when you get a script for something, you know, like a Larry King who who has is that icon, or for a even a radio station that's got an iconic status or or a program, do you? Do, do you get is there nerves? I mean, do you have that, like, oh my gosh, like, I'm uh, I gotta cut the you know, the promo for Larry King Live or something on the Yeah, those lines.
1: I, You know, when I first started doing work for CNN, which was uh, in 2009, right after um, uh, right after President Obama was inaugurated the first time, um, mm. uh, uh, that Larry King was still on CNN and and I was doing you know, promos for his show, and to me, that was very serious like i just kept on telling myself don't screw up don't screw up you know like just you know like just just do your best Mm. uh and yeah i mean there's always nerves i think i i think i get more nervous with an audition Mm. for a job than, than when i get the job and i've been told you know numerous times that you know when you have an audition that is the job like just pretend that you've already got the job and the confidence will show through when you do the audition um yeah i mean i'm really fortunate i I get some pretty cool auditions in for for you know network tv stuff and and uh you know uh entertainment brands and, and all kinds of things and if i sit there and think about it too much i can really kind of psych myself out um so it's kind of like you have to kind of disconnect from the enormity of it and that there's hundreds and thousands of people that are auditioning for a job and just, just do the best you can. Right. Um, and going back to what we talked about earlier, you know, it's such a subjective business. Um, it doesn't matter. There is no right and wrong. It's all flavors. Mm. Somebody may not, you know, at that moment in time, they may not be into strawberry they might they they might want you know uh mint chocolate chip it's just one of those it's just a choice out of the blue mm. so you know more often than not i don't win jobs you know the the um the success success rate for every audition you do is like minuscule right. but it's it's a um it's part of what we do you have to constantly be uh auditioning for for work uh because there is a lot of choice out there, and people are are changing their um, appetites for what they want to hear, you know, all the time. Have yeah.
0: you have you noticed, you know, over you know the twenty years you've been doing you know voiceover work and and audio production, um, the 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 changes, the ebbs and flows in in content. You know what I mean? Like, you know, from 20 years ago. I, I remember some of the stuff we had on mad radio was like, you know, that total left brain out there, you know, pot smoking, but in like, you know, before it was like totally okay. You know, and back when it was like, a, Oh, not that, like, yeah, no. And it's kind of everybody, everybody, it's like grandma's doing it now. It's not, not that controversial anymore, but have you noticed, um, just in, in the scripts and stuff that you get has, has it ebbed and flowed? Has it been kind of a, a a, how has the line moved from the content that you get that you have to, you know, obviously cut, you know, the audio for? Has the writing changed? I mean, has it because it, it, it kind of feels like we're in we've been in this weird spot, Steve. I don't know if you noticed. We're just kind of in a weird place uh, where, it you know, even with the stations I've worked for, like pushing the line as far as you can. But even that line even over the course of my career was came back a little bit like it was it was way far out there we could kind of do whatever we wanted to do a little yeah. bit but it's it, it's come back down to kind of a a much safer space have you have you seen that over the course of 20 years
1: well absolutely there's been a lot of change uh uh styles have changed so much uh over the last few years especially with the pro, you know the proliferation of social media the style of reads that that a lot of brands go for or want is very unaffected and they, you know, it, it's, it's a cliche, you know, regular guy. I want to sound like a real person. Right. And, to and I, you know, the funny thing is it's almost, it's almost just as hard to sound like a real person than it is to, 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 to you know, have a stylized voice mm-hmm. because, uh, um, that's really what sells. Now, if you watch TV, like watch the, you know, during the Super Bowl um, you'll see a lot of commercials that uh, are very toned down, very Mm -hmm. kind of simple, stripped, um, because a lot of the younger generation uh, has grown up being bombarded with pop-up ads, you know, being sold, you know, every time they turn around. I mean, at school, they have vending machines with, you know, with brands, you know, Pepsi, Coke, you know, uh, 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 Frito-Lay. It's overstimulation, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like there's been like this big pullback in how things are promoted. Um, copy has definitely changed because your uh, uh, audiences ha, audiences audiences have changed. Mm-hmm. You know, with C H R Radio, when I was um, first doing freelance work, um, you know, the music that was popular at the time was Backstreet Boys, In Sync, Britney Spears. The audience now, their parents their kids um you know it's it's different completely different uh uh and the way they communicate the way they talk because they don't talk in regular sort of speak it's very abbreviated it's it's a lot of uh visuals you know emojis right you know a a lot of communication that was emojis i mean you know my mother is um is going to be eighty years old, and she's finally started, uh, you know, texting on a cell phone, which is just like a miracle. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I love that. I love the fact that you know, I can text her, or she texts back. Right. Uh, but that's a big, that's a big shift. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, things have definitely changed. But I also feel like people uh, have an appreciation more for communicating and for language and for words um, because of social media, you know, it, again, there's this constant back and forth, this balance, this, this uh, like you were saying ebb and flow. Mm. Um, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of sketchy um, and, but it does, it does, uh, it does have big influence on, on society. Right. On pop culture, on on everything, uh, you know, um, I'm not really on TikTok, but when you go on TikTok, and that's you know, everybody has their grandmother dancing now. It's like it's you know, it's just, right. it's just you. It's kind of like a bucking bronco. It's like you jump on and you hold on for as long as you can, uh, because something's going to change at any moment. Um, I see some questions that uh, yeah,
0: it's going to pop some of these up here. Yeah, uh, Dave's um, back on talking about um, if there's a job you've said no to uh, when the audition came back across your desk. If so, why?
1: Yeah, and the the, the other question was uh, regarding a uh, um piece of work that was too difficult. I, mm-hmm. I would kind of m- maybe guess that that's the same kind of question as right. far as yeah. I mean, I definitely uh, I don't um I don't do work uh for any political campaigns Mm. on either side. Um, Have you been
0: approached? Have you you been approached? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, but I, uh, I don't just because uh, there is a neutrality with a lot of the work I do Mm. um, because I do a lot of work for television news stations and, and news radio stations where, um, you know, if they would hear my voice, you know, announcing the station and then there's a commercial for a candidate right after that it just it's, it causes a lot of confusion right so although it is a um a very lucrative thing if you yes. can get into it you know because i mean we all love love watching those commercials where it's just so nasty you know <laughs> so, you know bob oh. bob wants you to think he cares about you but he actually eats babies you know it's like uh p for by so yeah.
0: elemental p corporation.
1: Definitely anyway. not definitely not political stuff, but um uh, I have, you know, I have uh been approached in the past for strange jobs that you just wouldn't think they would need, you know, um a voice for um a lot of things they they call them internal internal um, um videos or mm. internal audio for corporations, for companies where you're, um, you know, you're kind of, sort of kind of like uh, you're greeting a new workforce and you're sort of like saying, you know, welcome to, uh, you know, blah, 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 you know, and uh, you know, we're glad, you know, we're glad you're here. And 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 uh, we, we've been at this for 80 years and, you know, you're a big important part of this company. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things are sort of like out of the blue. And you think to yourself, oh yeah, that, that is something that people do like you just don't right. think about it you know mm-hmm. um, uh, I've been really fortunate to uh, to ha- to do a lot of behind the scenes things that that have never seen the light of day because they're non-broadcast um, and they're fun that, because there's no time limit. You're not constrained by you know 15, 30 seconds, 60 seconds. it's more open-ended. it's more of a, a showpiece. Um, a lot of those things are called sizzle reels sizzle mm-hmm. videos where you're trying to like promote or sell something a new a new show or a new product those are fun. Um, but now you know something else too uh, I was I was just uh, talking with somebody uh, the other day a big thing now is sports betting mm-hmm. uh, you know just like uh, you know uh, recreational marijuana uh, being legalized in a lot of states sports betting is, is the same way so you're you're seeing a lot of these apps now. A lot of commercials for sports betting apps and somebody was asking me if I would ever have an issue, you know, doing work with gambling and I have no issue with that. I don't have any issue with with, you know, beer ads or alcohol ads or gambling. um, If it's a legal thing, you know, so uh, I mean, I'm definitely not going to do a commercial for, uh, you know, for, um, cock fighting, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but beyond that, you join know, join us
0: behind the stage door two at approximately 11 PM. Bring your cash.
1: <laughs> what? By Dang. the way, I'm really jealous because you have an amazing beard and, and obviously, uh, with your, your beard products, you know, Captain Coop's, uh, beard oil and all that stuff. Um, When I try to grow a beard, it gets to the point where I look like I just escaped from prison (laughs) and it doesn't grow beyond that. Like this is pretty much all I can do and it looks okay. Like your beard, it's like my daughter would like braid that, you know? I've had,
0: I've had people ask if they, if they could, and most of my nieces are like, you know what we should do? I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) no, (laughs) no, I don't know if we should. Not unless I'm I'm going as a pirate or something for uh, for Halloween, but you know, I was told uh, when I first I got out of radio and then I I didn't like grow it to, you know, starts and sort of like we couldn't have beards in radio. But it, that was it was just something I I wanted to try. And I tried before. I think I tried during uh, the Packers Super Bowl run of uh, of 2010. I was like, playoff beard. And then they won the Super Bowl. And then, like, I've seen pictures of like, you know, at, at Super Bowl, the Super Bowl party we had. I'm like, like, nobody told me they look like shit. Nobody was. nobody was like, it was like totally cool. Like, yeah, you keep doing that. But when I, that was, you know, 10 years ago uh, this year. Uh, but I got out and uh, a buddy of mine, Phil Norvold, uh, a bearded brethren of mine, uh, owns a max Built off-road and um, lumberjacky kind of fella. And he was like, here's the deal. You just got to, like you said, you kind of got to look like you got out of prison yeah. or like you haven't had a home in a while or a bathroom. (laughs) He's like, and not just the beard. He's like, you got to let the hair kind of, like it was, he's like 30, uh, three months, 90 days. And then we'll see where we're at. And then we can make, like, I'm not sure if he went to school for this. It felt like he did. He was very like, we're going to analyze you in about 90 days. And we're going to see if you can go into this exclusive barbershop where they'll make it look good. And I was like, wow. And literally it was, I, I I'm not sure uh, – when I went out in public, because we used to be able to do that, those were fun days. Yeah. Um, Like, people's initial – and you shouldn't judge, you know. But I can't imagine when people were saying, you know, a month and a half into that, because it just looked like s- something went wrong. Like, there was a science experiment, or I was, <laughs> like, freebasing, and, like, I don't know. It was just – it was <laughs> bad. Uh, but But eventually – Uh, After that, ninety days, and then, and then, subsequently, a year and a half later, you know, it's.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's, all that Captain Coops, man. Like I said, if I could, I would try it just once. But it's like I've, you know, like the past few winters I've tried it. It's gotten to be where, and the other thing too is, so much of my hair is gray now, so it's weird. Like some of it is, you know, dark, and then some of it's like under here, it's the hair is all white, like white. So um, it's strange. It's 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 really weird, man. Growing old. Hey, facial hair, right? Well, if they could figure out a way of, you know, cloning like the hair that grows in your ears, right, you know, and transplanting it on your on your head, it'd be really great.
0: There's got to so. be Elon Musk. Elon, if you're watching this right now,
1: yeah. I mean, oh, well, you know, he's got hair plugs.
0: But if you if you, if you see, like the, the the before, like oh, they show, like yeah. here's here's what Elon looked like. I'm like, wait a minute. It's true. Yeah, something. Well, I guess you know he's. He's got the the means to uh, be like, yeah, build some rockets, uh, the car company. Uh, are you are you
1: expanding the oil thing, or is that is that still going?
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's still a, it's still a functional entity. Um, you know, it was it was one of those things uh, after after getting out of radio and and really going through a, a summer of trying to figure out what exactly I wanted to do because I, I I thought about getting back in. You know, I, I dabbled a little bit in, in applying for some jobs. And, you know, it was always like the – there was one of the Cayman Islands. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to apply for a job, it's going to be on this little island in the middle of, you know, the you know the ocean in the Gulf. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, and I actually got – that was like the one job I got a call back from. I, hey, Dave, since you're watching this, uh, Dave DeVille, I applied for a board out position and didn't get it. <laughs> at uh Yeah. And they're like, yeah. Mm. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But so when, I, when I figured out that, you know, I didn't want to go back in and uh, and, and do the radio thing, because I love being on the air, man. That was that was my jam. I love talking, and, you know, the whole shut up and play the hits thing was not my jam. I was like, hey, we're just going to talk, and oh, yeah, I suppose I should play a song here. But when I got out, started the podcast, you know, that was going well and kind of had one of those, let's figure out what we, we want to do. You know, did a whole diagram, did a whole chart on, like, what are you into? Like, at that point, you know, this didn't look you know, like prison escapee. It was more, you know, manicured and it had its own, and you know, it had its own vibe going on. And this, you know, by happenstance, I had a guest on the podcast. They were like, what do you want to do? And I was like, this is kind of my idea. And he's like, I got the the lab. I got a guy who's into like putting things like this together. He's looking for an avenue. So it, it kind of just, it came together at the right spot. And we launched, you know, uh, in 2020, uh, or 2019, actually, uh, on black friday and did much i mean launched much better than i thought i mean i I know how it takes brands a long time to grow yeah Uh, we i exceeded my expectations i exceeded the bank's expectations they're probably happy that 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 worked out but then we had started to get into some barber shops and some salons and then they all got shut down
1: sure no yeah i mean it's it sucks but i i just love that uh uh first of all i think the logo is the, the coolest to me that's just i love that i love design that that's just awesome and uh so i think that's great and you know hey listen uh salons and barber shops will come back Mm -hmm. um and and i just think it's awesome so so kudos to you man because like you're saying it's like you know you can you're potentially seduced back into you know the belly of the beast right um but yeah i think it's really neat doing something that's unique and that you have control over, like you were right. saying, you know, you have your own formulation, and and you have different, you know, um, products. I think that's that's awesome. Um, like I said, and if I could grow a beard, I'd buy a lot of it. So.
0: <laughs> maybe the maybe you're just missing out on it. you need the product, and then magically the beard will grow. I'm not,
1: ah, not sure if that's it's, it's like Miracle Grow, right? It is.
0: It's well, it's it really is. I mean, to to get up on a beard tangent, it really is all about moisturizing the the hair follicle. It really is. That's <laughs> I mean, I think
1: I, Dave says that he'll hire you, but he's just not going to pay you. Yeah. Well, uh,
0: trust me, I wasn't getting paid in my other job either. So it's going <laughs> to break even. I can push the buttons, man. I can push the buttons. No, this is, but this platform, I think, you know, has grown. And I, I can't thank Steve enough. I reached out to you before, you know, before I launched this podcast and, um, and and we caught up a little bit. And I said, and this was an avenue, this podcasting thing. You're like, I don't even know. Like, I'm, I've never really ventured into this. But I, I think when you look at, the landscape, and we talked a little bit about uh, about how social media and and the platforms have grown. There's there's an app for literally there's an app for everything. Yep. But if you wanted to, you know, start your own radio station or have your own uh, TV, you know, show. I mean, you you really could. The technology is out there. I'm just, you know, I'm working on this new program, you know, called eCam uh, for when we launch the live show eventually. Um, so there's so many avenues out there. But to be able to really do what you want to do and, and have an avenue where I can talk to Steve Stone today, I can talk to a doctor tomorrow, I can talk to a musician, I can talk to, you know, an entrepreneur, and we can just have a conversation. And that's, yep. I mean, that has really become, I've learned so much about, you know, just different human perspective in the last two years than i did in 20 years of radio because this is actually getting a chance to sit down you know there's i don't have a script all i here's here's what i have like i was going to forget your name i have your name on a post-it note See it just in case (laughs) like i was going to forget who you were
1: but But you know what's interesting is uh uh yeah when when we're in radio and you're interviewing an artist they're there pitching you know a new album So that's what you want to talk about or their handlers tell you, this is what you cannot talk to them about, you know? Right. So having this platform, um, is great because you're getting to the nitty gritty of life. Right. It's not, it's not a little five minute thing. It's, you know, you're really getting deep into things and I enjoy that. We were, uh, going to talk about clubhouse, which is the whole concept of that. And let me know if that's, if, if, uh, if I'm, Changing subjects no, here, but absolutely I wanted um, to I
0: want to touch on this with you because I know you're I know you're Clubhouse
1: on. uh a platform I like because it's just talking mm-hmm. and there's no timeline where you're posting videos or photos. There's no typing, you know, there's no messaging, it's just you jump on and you can, you know, uh either converse with other people that you know on Clubhouse or mm-hmm. you can jump into a a room that is you know, talking about a topic that you're into or you can start your own, you can schedule it. Um, So I'm definitely uh, um, looking at that more uh, of a way to be able to um, communicate with people Uh, because I do like to to communicate with people, but there's so much with social media that is laborious. Mm -hmm. You know, like I just, I don't have the energy for like a lot of, you know, scrolling, Mm -hmm. you know, nonstop, but, but I definitely love to pop in and, you know, 15, 20 minutes have a chat or if it's something that's a topic and it's scheduled and it's, you know, something that, you know, we're looking forward to uh, it's really neat. Uh, um, So hopefully, you know, hopefully it, it, it gets better. Hopefully it expands. I think right now it's just, in um invite only. on, on I, ios devices uh yeah just yeah. on on iphone but i know that they're you know it's it's a public beta right now i mean it's really still being kind of ironed out but i like the concept of it i like the the idea so i hope they don't uh you know if they start adding texting and stuff i'm like i'm out <laughs> well, anything i just don't have that i don't have the my brain can only like do two or three things at once. Like beyond that, it's just like static for me, yeah. you know?
0: No, I, 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 just got literally yesterday was the first day I, I'd read something about it. And, um, and I was like, Oh, I mean, I'll check it out. I mean, I didn't really go too far in depth. I watched a YouTube video. Cause that's how you learn about stuff these days is you watch a YouTube video and then, you know, everything. Well,
1: I've got a, um, I've got an invite link that I can send you I if got you want one. it.
0: I got one. It was really it was strange. I last night I just I think I just followed you on uh on Clubhouse before we jumped on here.
1: Oh yeah, okay. It,
0: so I, I was reading up on it. I'm like, you know, audio, that's that's like conceptually, I couldn't quite wrap my head around it just by, you know, having somebody tell me what it was all about. And so I, I jumped on and you get the well, we're still in beta, reserve your screen name. And then a, a buddy of mine, uh Steve Virginia, who is uh an artist manager out of Nashville just randomly out of nowhere. He's like, hey, I just sent you an invite to Clubhouse. I'm like, that's weird. I just jumped on. And I got a chance to, to kind of go in and explore a little bit. And it is, I mean, I I jumped in. Uh, they were doing a room on uh, on music, and I jumped in and listened and, and threw two cents into it. I'm like, what a great concept where you can just have your your iPhone. Uh, Andrew Pfeffer uh, jumping on here. Yep, it's only on the iPhone. Uh, invite only to get in. But yeah. What a, what well, you a, know, They didn't even know. They didn't even know. I
1: was uh I, I jumped on Clubhouse last night and I was just kind of snooping around and seeing what was going on. And you're familiar with the show Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeff Garland, who plays the manager of of Larry David on the show. Mm. He was on Clubhouse last night on an in an open chat. And I just jumped in and listened to him speak with all these other people. And I was like, how cool is this?
0: Yeah. I was
1: I was fascinated. It was amazing.
0: I saw uh, Tulsi Gabbard was on there doing a doing a long form conversation, and and you're like, wait, like like it, it's 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 weird. It's it's hard to um, to call it social media because I think you you think of it and you're like I pop on, and even some it's like a page I follow. They post something, and yeah. all of a sudden you're in this this room
1: you're live with, with them. And they're, they're Elon Musk was actually Elon Musk yeah. jumped on a couple of days ago and almost like broke the internet. Well. So yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. I I uh, I love those kind of surprises. Uh, but, but I I love I love conversating, you know, Talk,
0: talking trash, talking big, talking smart, jabbering, Jibber jabbering. No, but do you um you know when you sit down and you you get a script, um, and obviously you you have your your arsenal is 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 large. I mean you, everything from Doing things like CNN, uh, with 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 less, you know, attitude. You know, really strong, you know, delivery to a Fox Sports where it's a little more, you know, I say I don't say aggressive, but it's got that that real sports feel to it. Sure. And there's CHR and there's you know there's talk radio and there's rock radio. You know, do you have like a different? Do you wear a different shirt? You know, like when you, you get a script, you're like, hey, today I'm going to do, uh, let's see, I'm doing CNN. So I have to put on my, you know, you put on a nice polo. Like, what what do you do to get your mind into that? Because you know, you, you know, you know from where it comes from, what the delivery has to be, what they're expecting yeah. of, of you. Like, do you have a, any routines that you're like, hey, today is, do you do all the rock stuff on one day? Do you do all the CHR stuff on one day? Like, what is your, how do you get yourself into like a, a zone for
1: <clears throat> that? Um, I'm bouncing back all day long between different work. And uh, I'm, I'm fortunate, but it, it can also be um, difficult to switch gears. So you, you, you have to be fast within our business, obviously. Turn around, you have to get things turned around fast. Uh, but you also have to uh, be committed to what that project is right there and then. So sometimes if I need to kind of recalibrate, um, I have some sample pieces Of stuff I've done on my desktop and I'll kind of watch and re familiarize myself with Mm. the tone that I'm trying to do. And I'm fortunate. A lot of the uh, TV work, they will send me either the the music they're going to use, or they'll send me a rough of the video. Mm. And and I really respond well with visuals. If you describe the person that you're wanting to talk to, that gets me in there right away. Mm. You know, tell me if it's a, if it's a male or female, how old they are, what they're, you know, just give me some, some demographics, uh, that helps me a lot. But visuals for me is, is huge. You know, if you can show me like this is, you know, what it's going to look like. Yeah, that's great. I love that.
0: Yeah. Did you fall into any of the, I mean, this is just, kind of wrapping things up here, but you know, we've been going through, uh, through COVID and obviously it's, it's, it's different state by state it's different county by county it's it, it everybody's experiencing it in different uh, a different place in different in different ways due to uh you know local government and stuff but for you in the last 10 months I mean have you a, are you a binge watcher I mean we're since you're only going to the grocery store twice a week to meet up with your new friend the checkout Gal. yeah, and We got to see how Cindy's doing because we haven't seen her yeah. since Tuesday. We don't know how, you know, if the, if the kids are doing well with the, uh, the homeschooling. Um, you know, I miss,
1: I miss, there was a, a, a uh, there was a, um, a checker years ago and, uh, she passed away. She was really nice. Her name was Midge. Midge. Uh, what a great name. Mm. Midge. Yeah. And she looked like a Midge, <laughs> you know, it was like the coolest, but, uh, <clears throat> I love, uh. I'm a night owl. I watch mm. a lot of TV, a lot of movies, and I do binge watch. Uh, currently, uh, what I've really uh, been getting into, and I have to pick it up. My wife and I, we started doing the Cobra Kai uh, yes. yeah. series. But we kind of left off in the middle of season two. Um, her schedule and my schedule are a little different. so I'd love to be able to, I'd love to be able to pick that back up again. I don't want to just watch it by myself. I mean, it was really fun watching it together. But a lot of stuff I do, like I love a show called Letter Kenny on Hulu.
0: Yeah, I've never seen it, but I've, I've...
1: It, it is so funny. Yeah, it because you're like a Midwest Wisconsin guy, mm. you'll get it. You'll get the humor. <laughs> it's really funny. I'm telling you, Letter Kenny definitely watch Letter Kenny. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of uh, there was a Get Shorty. Get Shorty, I think was on Stars. Mm. I've got so many streaming things. I lose track, but get <laughs> shorty. What uh, I think it, there was three seasons of it. Uh, and it was really good. Uh, really good. Um, is that
0: based on, wasn't there a movie get shorty? Was it, is yeah, it kinda, yeah, okay. th- th-
1: this, the show is kind of loosely based on okay. the same kind of premise. Um, it involves, you know, uh, the mob, uh, c- drug cartel getting involved in movie making. It's, it's really good. Nice. um, definitely uh this is old but you know i loved binging breaking bad was great uh i got into the first few seasons of better call saul but right now when i watch i want to i want to i want to laugh there's so you know there's been so much seriousness the last few years i just want like an escape i want to laugh and silly stuff like i love tim and eric
0: hmm.
1: you ever watched tim and eric
0: never watched it seen it though oh my
1: god it's so goofy and crazy it's really funny um and uh you know uh i still like watching um a few animated shows uh you know family guy in some ways uh is, is really funny um and uh what's the other one darn it i don't really watch uh a lot of animated stuff or new you know current animated stuff right um Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, as far as streaming, there's just a lot of really good stuff. And, uh, oh, Shameless on Mm -hmm. Showtime. Shameless is great. Oh, man. Great show. Um,
0: I think it goes to show. I mean, we talked a lot during this about, you know, technology and, and, you know, social media and how that's changed. And we talked about how even script writing has changed. You know, this, this whole evolution of technology and how we're all, I mean, strangely enough, closer together, yet further apart, yet closer together. But I think you see, you know, with, you know, things that we never thought, things that we, if someone would have told us back when we were younger, like if there's a song you want to hear, you just yell it in the air and a robot's going to play it for you. Like that's some futuristic shit. But you
1: know, what's interesting, what's interesting. And we talked about this earlier. Did you notice that there, I was giving you choices, what I'm into, but it's all based upon mood. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So like when people, decide to make a uh, make a choice when it comes to what i do who knows mm. it's what they're feeling so there is no right or wrong there are tons of shows really good shows i've never even watched that doesn't mean that they're bad it's just it hasn't clicked for me yet um by the way another great show billions, billions. definitely good. good billions is good
0: dude i, I have um, not been able to get away from watching everything there is about aliens man there's so many alien documentaries out there.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, there's uh have you seen the, uh, Skinwalker? I haven't. Skin I think it's called Skinwalker Ranch or something. I
0: have seen I've seen things on Skinwalker Ranch. I think there was yeah. an episode of um uh Ghost Adventures or I something they were talking about yeah. Skinwalker Ranch, so there's there's some tie-ins there, but like ever since, you know, literally during the middle of all this, and I mentioned this on uh many a podcast, during the middle of COVID, the government announced that aliens are real. They said, U- <laughs> UFOs. Yeah, we've, we, we've seen them. We got yeah. them. During this, the last round of the whole stimulus thing, they're like, blah, 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 bunch of bullshit, bunch of things. We're like, wait a minute, that doesn't seem right. And then somewhere at the bottom, they're like, yeah.
1: and, oh, we're gonna the way, re- yeah. and
0: we're going to release in 180 days everything we have on aliens. I'm like, and nobody's, Everyone's like, eh, like that's like. It should be like the biggest not I wanna say concern because I think I think they come in peace, bro. I think they come yeah. in peace. Because if they but, wanted to fuck hey, us up, they would have done
1: that already. That is the crazy world we live in now. Yeah. Where the level of crazy has been so high that you can throw aliens and people don't even it's they just walk right over it. But yeah, yeah I I um uh I read about that. I mean, there's there's just a lot of uh you can definitely go down a rabbit hole uh, on YouTube with a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, um, uh, do you remember those videos from a few years ago where the people were recording, like in their neighborhoods, like sounds up in the sky? Yeah. Right? Yeah. What was that?
0: We're going like, to find like, out in 180 days, is it going to release yeah. that shit to the public?
1: Well, and then you was- just, a couple months ago, you had the, the monoliths showing up in the desert you know, desert of Utah or whatever.
0: Yeah, and then then it's gone. Then it's over yeah. in like Belize somewhere. And the next day it's up down. There's one in Antarctica. And then, then
1: I think to myself, it's somehow, uh, uh, it's somehow a marketing for a you know a new, uh, new energy drink or something. You know. Well, <laughs>
0: if we're gonna find out in the conclusion, it's gonna happen on Sunday during the Super Bowl because yeah. I mean that's that's gotta be the yeah. only time that you go. Okay, well everybody's watching. I'm not, you know, which is weird because we were we kind of talked about the Super Bowl and it was. You know, remembering those iconic, not just the game itself, but, you know, the, the commercials and and, uh, and you talked about, you know, the, the voicing for those kind of things. Yeah. And, you know, you have all those eyes and ears on it. It's just going to be, I mean, this year you have the biggest advertisers ever not advertising during the Super Bowl. It's just a weird.
1: Now, I don't know why that is. I don't know. I think when it comes to big advertisers like Budweiser and a few others who have pulled out, um, I don't think it really hurts their bottom line in the immediate. Uh, but you'd think that because really there won't be a lot of people at the stadium that there'll be more viewers watching. I don't know.
0: Who knows? I I would have thought of all times to, uh, cuz it it seems like those iconic brands especially Budweiser I mean Pepsi's had some great things over the years Coke's had some great things over the years but it seems like Budweiser always comes there's always something that and it's not the CGI stuff blowing up it's always they have that that heartfelt yep. Clydesdale they yep. done with stuff with veterans there's just like these yep. moments where you're like like now is the time we need that Maybe yep. we I need that some right now. Goddamn, right goddamn
1: horses! I want some goddamn <laughs> flags. <laughs> right now, yeah, Come exactly. On.
0: Bring it, bring it. Then maybe they'll just run some old stuff. They're like, uh, "What can we get for 1.2 million? million?" Uh, now you get uh, thirty seconds of uh, an old commercial. Yeah. Okay, well, run the one with the Clydesdales and uh, that when they they kneel. Before uh, I they- know,
1: I know that there was um, somewhere, and I'll have to find it. But there, I want to see the the uh, I want to see the actual uh, you know uh, research of your 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 uh cost to return on a Super Bowl ad for just a regular company that's not you know not Budweiser. Right. Um you know that that has enough money for one commercial at you know one play and that's it. Um I'd be curious to see what kind of response and or return they they do get. Um you know
0: yeah because I mean you literally if you have that one spot, you know, one thirty to get a message across, I mean it has to be it has to either be super like big budget or real simple. I mean, yep. 30 seconds of your, you know, your Instagram handle. Yep. Cause I do think when you have the most eyes on it, I mean, you and I both know in, in the radio world, it's to take six times for people to get the message across. Well, you hope out of that, 75 million people that are watching the game that, you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how you, you track that ROI,
1: but. But yeah, the thing too, is, you know, it's, it's streaming now like like yeah. right now you you were saying that you're streaming on was it youtube facebook and In, twitch and twitch yep yeah. yeah at the same time so that's you know you figure the Super Bowl is the same situation they're going to be streaming all over the universe plus tv and 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 you know mobile devices and whatever else i mean i don't know um, I, don't I don't know do man mind. my brain my brain can't think anything like uh my i'm not very good at math man i don't like
0: <laughs> numbers they're not my thing no, it's it's going to be crazy, but uh Steve Stone I want to say thank you for uh for the time today. It's great to catch up with you and, and yeah, hear man. the stories behind uh your career and your life and how you've been uh managing to get through all this stuff. And I'll 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 leave you with this question. How do you feel about the Pirates this year? <sighs> <laughs> we're in the, we're in the same division, man. Brewers and Pirates, we're in the same division.
1: Yeah, well, um my wife knows like just how every spring I have that little bit of glimmer of maybe this year Mm. it'll be okay. And then about two weeks after the season starts and we haven't won a game yet. It's just like, I start like taking all my pirates hats and shirts to goodwill. (laughs) That's, that is the way I've lived my life for 25 years of following the pirates. But I I was spoiled. There was a couple of years there, Mm. you know, in 2013, 2014 that we were, it was magical. But now They've traded everybody away and you know I, I hear that they you know they, they 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 need a catcher, so I may go and you know sign up. Yeah. So who knows? I got I got a shot.
0: You got some free yeah, it's free time, you know? Just like i have to, you know, move my <laughs> schedule around a little bit, but i guess I can make the home games at least and it's fine. Yeah, you'd be their home game catcher. Hey, same well, same with I, the I, Brewers, I appreciate
1: though. you you asking me to come on. This has been fun and uh I'm I'm really proud of you for uh for you know um not letting uh you know, uh, radio ending define, define you. You're like next on, you know? And so that's, to me, that's just, um, you have to be able to, uh, roll with the punches and anything in life. Right. You know, the only thing constant is change and, um, you know, just step through it. So I'm really happy for you.
0: Absolutely. Steve. So let's get to your, uh, let's show the fancy people, your website here get, uh, there it is. Oh yeah. That. Stonevoiceovers.com go and check it out. You can listen to all his uh all the magic is all on there. There's the CNN stuff. Look at this guy. He's he's all over, you're all over everywhere, man. Just <laughs> dudes everywhere. Everywhere he's everywhere you want to be.
1: Um thank you, man. I appreciate it and and I'll make sure to get that check in the mail to you for all the nice things you said.
0: <laughs> it's PO box. No, it's uh <laughs> it's, um, it's hey, it's 2021. He's PayPal. Or Venmo or yeah, Venmo or
1: whatever, right? Whatever
0: the kids are using, these whatever my kid gets money from, he's like, Can "You PayPal me some money." I'm like, "You're ten.
1: <laughs> Start your own YouTube by way, channel." By the way, if your if your son uh, uh, if you're trying to get him to understand money, there's a really cool debit card for kids that I have my teens use. It's called Green Green Light, I think. Mm-hmm. And what you do is it's just a debit card that they use, but you you um, put money on it. So, you know, there's a limit. They can't, it's not like a credit card where they can go crazy, but like you you can put 20 bucks on if they're going to uh, the store. And so then they understand and start, and it works on, a. you know, there's an app on the phone so they can see how much money they have left. It's Mm -hmm. really cool. I think it's called Greenlight. Yeah.
0: I'll have to check that out because that that will help my son understand tax
1: because
0: he'll have like 10 bucks. He's like, this is 9.99. I'm like, no,
1: it's not. One piece of advice, because uh, I've been at this for a long time. When you're self-employed, for every dollar that you make, take half of it and put it aside, because there's a thing called taxes mm, yeah. that you don't want to get you don't want to get uh, behind. It. You got to make sure you know pay your taxes, get a good accountant, keep organized. Even if it's a shoebox, have everything in a shoebox.
0: Man, I got I yeah. got a guy. I got a guy. Sometimes you yeah. <laughs> just like how much money did you make this year? I'm like. <laughs> 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 I got a big shoebox, but I'll tell you what the output, or the input, was more than the output. But no, it's it's all good though. Uh, Steve Stone, thank you again, my friend. Uh, and thank you. We'll be in touch. I, I have I have visions of your voice on Cooperville Live, which we're going to launch uh, tomorrow, which I'm super excited about. Awesome, so man! Congrats, nice. and
1: and yeah, keep going. I, I think it's great. It's awesome. I appreciate the time.
0: Awesome, Steve Stone, ladies and gentlemen. Thanking him, and of course, thanking you, everybody who jumped on, and for all the comments. Thank you to everybody who was on Facebook, on uh, on YouTube, and on Twitch. Really appreciate you paying attention to what we got going on. Uh, don't forget tomorrow, three to six, we launch Cooperville Live, all on these same formats. Going to be very cool. We have uh, twelve guests lined up. We're going to talk a bunch of shit, probably more about aliens and stuff. It's going to be great, um, and just random. I figured what we're trying to do. It's trying to have conversations like human beings have conversations. You know, people talk on like one subject. Nobody talks that way. We're just going to have random conversations with a bunch of great people. So check that out coming up tomorrow and every single weekday from 3 until 6. Bookmark it. Special thanks out to Midwest Meals and to Monster Energy. Don't forget to follow the show on all the platforms, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitch, and wherever you listen to the podcast, make sure you follow Leave us a rating, and we appreciate it being a part of the free speech revolution. Until next time, ladies and gents, thank you so much for paying attention and for listening and for interacting. We will chat with you soon. Be well.